Welcome to today's episode of Messing with Media, the show where we will bunch up five random movies or other media that our host has recently seen. Our host will then rank the movies from best to worst based on five unfinished sentences that need finishing. Each sentence is directly correlated to a media-themed category, and each category determines where that movie ranks. First, let's take a look at our five categories and their ranking. Going from worst to best, they are VHS, Laserdisc, Betamax, DVD, and Blu-ray, or even better, the title of 4K Blu-ray. Our host will receive the aforementioned five sentences, which will each need to be completed through the use of one of the five aforementioned movies' titles. Five movies, five sentences. Someone is going home at VHS, and another is going home with the title of Blu-ray or 4K Blu-ray. And last but not least, there are two categories that may be used as wildcards, lifelines of sorts. Those are film and digital copy. Now, please welcome your host, Steve. Hey, hey, how is everybody doing today? Fantastic, I hope. Now that you are all caught up on the rules, Let's meet and get to know a little bit about today's contestants on Messing with Media! Right after this short break. Uh, Bob? We don't have any sponsors who paid for this time slot. Welcome back to Episode number two, which I have elegantly titled, I Came for the Thrills, which makes sense for many reasons. Originally, I thought I was going to end up with a heavy sci-fi theme, but it turned out that Thriller was definitely the primary theme. But the title feels a little unfinished, because there is one definitive black sheep of the group, a dark horse. So, without further ado, let's meet our contestants. First up is the movie Beirut, which is currently available through Hulu. It is an action crime thriller rated R. And thanks to Wikipedia, it says, Beirut is a 2018 American political thriller film set in 1982 during the Lebanese Civil War. The film stars John Hamm as a former U.S. diplomat who returns to service in Beirut in order to save a colleague from a group responsible for the death of his family. Principal photography began in Morocco in 2016. Yes, that means it was filmed on location. One must say, mad respect dog, to that. The film premiered in January 22nd of 2018 at the Sundance Film Festival, and it received generally positive reviews from critics, who would go on to call it absorbing despite its flaws. And they praised Ham's and Rosamund Pike's performances. Up next is the movie In the Shadow of the Moon, which is a Netflix original. It is a crime, mystery, sci-fi, rated TV, ma. 
and thanks to the right-hand side of Google says, in 1988, a police officer is hungry to become a detective and begins tracking a serial killer who resurfaces every nine years. But when the killer's crimes defy all scientific explanation, the officer's obsession threatens to destroy everything. Next is the movie 5050, which is currently residing on Hulu. It is a comedy, drama, romance, rated R, and thanks to my own handy writing says, it's a wonderfully acted character drama where we followed the hardships and growth of Adam Lemer, played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who is given a 50% chance to either live or die. On a side note, personally, I wouldn't call it a rom-com. It is mostly a drama. Up next is the movie Boss Level, which is currently residing on Hulu. It is an action, mystery, sci-fi, rated TV, ma, and fresh from the source. According to Hulu, it says, trapped in a time loop that constantly repeats the day of his murder, former Special Forces agent uncovers clues about a secret government project that could unlock the mystery behind his untimely death. Last, and possibly least, is the movie The Ninth Gate, which can currently be found on Hulu. It is a mystery, thriller, rated R, and thanks to IMDb, says, a rare book dealer, while seeking out the last two copies of a demon text, gets drawn into a conspiracy with supernatural overtones. You know what? Let's check out what the right-hand side of Google has to say. It says, Dean Corso, played by actor Johnny Depp, specializes in tracking down rare and exotic volumes for collectors. Boris Balkin, played by actor Frank Langella, has recently acquired a 17th century satanic text called The Nine Gates, a legendary book written by Satan himself. With The Nine Gates in his possession, Corso soon finds himself at the center of strange and violent goings-on. Not only is his apartment ransacked, it appears that he is being shadowed ferociously by others determined to regain the book. I think that we can all agree Google made that sound a hell of a lot more exciting. And this movie deserves that much. However, I have a feeling that we will be talking about this one very soon. Before I begin, remember, I am allowed one pass for the primary five categories. If a pass is used, I must use one of my lifelines, not necessarily at that very moment. My possible lifelines are film and digital copy. Also of note, VHS or Laserdisc must be chosen for my bottom spot, and film may not be used at all until I have made my third selection. Let's start at the bottom, so at the end we can say, now we're here. VHS. The secret sentence is no. I do not recommend blank. First up is going to be The Ninth Gate. Um, it was really close between Beirut and The Ninth Gate for the honor of my bottom spot. However, The Ninth Gate won. Uh, it also happens to be the movie that I have the most notes on, the most to say about probably. The movie starts out with an older, wealthy-looking gentleman as he finishes writing a note and sealing it inside of this envelope. I think, uh, I never went back and double-checked, but I do have some issue with that, potentially. Only to walk over to this noose and then hang himself after he gets done putting that envelope somewhere. I probably would have laughed at this dude's death 
had I thought that I was watching a comedy. However, I knew I was not watching a comedy and knew not to laugh. But this um, use and clashing of what feels to me like classic comedy tropes in this movie is very odd and it does not fit. And I'm actually fairly positive that this was not the intent, but I had this issue several times throughout the movie and I, I do think that I wrote another note about comedy in this movie there was some poor cgi during the opening credits of the movie and then I, I had three more notes throughout the movie that made mention of some poorly done visual effects the last of which which is from near the end of the movie read i'm prepared for some terrible cgi and then i came back and i finished my note it could have been worse it could have been worse so yeah and i found it strange how everyone throughout this entire movie is handling these ancient rare and incredibly valuable books without any gloves there's not a glove in sight from anyone i'm quite positive that the oils on your hands are not good for these books not good for the leather the soundtrack to me sounded very harry manfredini-esque anyways uh back to the movie Depp is in the middle of a big revelation around the one hour mark i would think that this type of thing that the big revelation that occurs I would highly suspect that it would be known and cataloged by this point in history, I suppose, when the movie happens. Of course, we wouldn't have a movie if that were the case. At this point in the movie, I wrote that I was pretty sure where the movie was heading like, as this reveal happens, but that they could handle it in a multitude of ways, which is where I wrote, quote-unquote, I'm strapped in, I guess... Do I have any other option? So you can see that already around that one hour mark, I'm not really that jacked for the rest of the movie. This next note, I really don't recall exactly why it earned a note, but I wrote what is up with some of the faces people make in this movie, and I did notate it in case you're curious what I'm talking about. That note was from one hour and about 29 minutes into the movie. Here's a note. Uh, that I referred to earlier. So Depp's car getting stuck in a stream during this chase scene is another instance where it almost feels like it's a comedy film. But nothing is funny, and it is not like they tried making a joke that didn't land. It's just this weird thing that this movie does. I did correctly suspect the conclusion to the main mystery. You know, who's behind the murders? So that's not good. You know, I probably shouldn't have known it uh, when I did know it. And then couple two last notes here um the sex scene that happens late in the movie feels a lot like the late sex scene in the lighthouse possibly even down to the soundtrack uh, i'd be interested to see those two side by side to really see how close uh, those were in similarity i thought the movie ended twice and the third attempt to end the movie was the worst it's unfortunate but here comes the sentence folks no I do not recommend the Ninth Gate. Laser disc. The secret sentence is blank succeeded in some areas, but failed in others. In the shadow of the moon, which... Do I have that many notes? In the shadow of the moon, which... Um, I wrote that the opening looked a bit video game-y and it definitely feels low budget however i gotta say uh basically up until the way end of the movie i did not agree with myself there um for the most part the movie doesn't feel low budget 
after that. And I even wrote immediately followed up. Like This is the note that was immediately followed up by a pretty impressive shot. Multiple, actually. And then I wrote, I'm digging the opening. We've got cops. We've got cops that are partners. We've got a wife at home who's pregnant. A peek into this bleak future where some shit has or is in the process of going down. Like, can you ask for more in a setup for a movie like this? No, you really can't. It's all perfectly set up. As far as the soundtrack goes, I I just wrote that it had its ups and downs. It was never great, but when it fits, it works. Unfortunately, the movie was fairly predictable, and I did lose interest at times, but when all was said and done, I did like the movie. And I also thought that the actors did uh, did well, especially Michael C. Hall. I really liked his performance in this movie. Based on all that information, I would have to say that In the Shadow of the Moon succeeded in some areas, but failed in others. Max. I've actually decided to use my pass here, and I'm going to use it right away. Digital copy. The secret sentence is, if blank sounds like something you'd like, add it to your list. Beirut. I know I wrote one note on this movie. Yeah, one note. (laughs) I wrote, there is a back bit of a lack of impact with the personal events surrounding our main protagonist. A little bit more time spent on the setup and the relationships would have really helped with my investment of the characters, and that was probably pretty important to this movie. Um, you know, in a lot of ways, uh, there's a reason that Beirut is not at the bottom, and there's a reason that it jumped in the Shadow of the Moon, even though in the Shadow of the Moon was not in the running for VHS. It was between Beirut and the Ninth Gate, but, well, this is just how the cookie crumbled. It is really, really well done in a lot of ways. It just, it didn't all connect. Um, And there's better versions of this movie. Men Who Stare at Goats, Argo. If you think of those movies, it's in the similar vein as those movies. And so, if Beirut sounds like something that you would like, add it to your list. Before we finish up our last two, I do want to mention that I really did like all three of those first movies, but they also were all flawed and had some boring aspects to them, which ultimately when I'm entertained, I don't want to be bored. <laughs> so uh, there is just two clear-cut winners in this group. Why don't we, uh, why don't we talk about one of them? The secret sentence is blank gets my recommendation. We're going to talk about 50-50. I got two notes on 50-50. I wrote, there is some nice visual character slash storytelling early on, you know, through the use of the visuals. I also wrote that this movie had a bit of a strange cast for this type of movie, but all in all that it works. And I did, like, I did get emotional when the movie went for it. Uh, You know, when the movie got me hooked in totally, I was like, okay, um, you won movie. You're really good, kind of thing. It It is a very good movie. Um, my biggest problem with it is Seth Rogen, and I understand why he was in it, and I think he fit the role as, as far as like that character and why they're in this movie. But using Seth Rogen was rather distracting. A no-name person, I think, would have been better in that role for this type of movie. I, like That's like the one thread that 
kept me from totally buying into the movie just because he's such a recognizable person. But uh, I, I did, like I said, I think he fit the role himself. Uh, it was just a matter of how recognizable he is that really hurt it for me. So ultimately, 50-50, you know, I got to say, it gets my recommendation. Blu-ray. The secret sentence is, I think you should watch blank. I really enjoyed it. Boss level. Now, we are here. Now, my whole team fucking here. Uh, I do have several notes for boss level, so let's get just cruising through these. The movie drops us right into the middle of this living the same day over and over stuff that the movie is based around, and it drops a line that clearly sets up the idea behind the movie if you didn't get it from the movie title. It's like being stuck in a video game in a level that you can't beat. I don't know why I said it like that. Oh well. 40 minutes into the movie, I wrote that I like the characters. The soundtrack mostly sits in the background of the movie. It's easy to follow and it's uh, just an interesting movie. Although it is very clear when giving the audience clues throughout the movie. But for some reason I'm not offended by its simplicity. Like... A two-year-old could watch this movie and understand what's going on. Um, and a lot of times, when a movie's that straightforward, it's a little too much. You know, there's too much exposition going on. The CGI explosions in this movie are r- really weak. Um, I know that I'm picky with my CGI, but that just really seems like something that they could have done a better job in this movie. It's like they over-finessed it. Everything's a little too light. There's no real gravity to the explosions. The video game format that is used in this movie is really only used loosely like it's not too up front it's more of a a skeleton and i wrote that the movie isn't overly comic-y like um i couldn't think of the movie at the time so it's not in my notes scott pilgrim something the world love that movie right after writing that note i was treated to a montage of the absolute most comic book character in this movie who i had kind of maybe forgot about when i wrote that note and that would be the assassin, Guan Yen. My last note that I wrote was that it kind of felt like there were two stories being told in one here, and they may have clashed with each other. There is a narrator throughout the entire movie, and then you have the fun video game stuff that is actually like treated fairly realistically. But uh, the two stories, there's like I said, there's that emotional story that's done maybe too well for this movie. <laughs> maybe that's the issue. And then... There is everything else. The action. And they just clash a little bit. I think it might just be because that emotional stuff's like done a little too well for this kind of movie. I think that you should watch Boss Level. I really enjoyed it. I'm definitely not going to be giving it the 4K. And had I not used up my pass earlier on or used my, my wildcard for digital copy... I don't know that either of these movies would have gotten the Blu-ray. I think I would have used film. Ultimately, this is how they fall. Why don't we end this in last place? Well, let's go from best to worst. Boss level is going to be my top recommendation. 50-50 gets my second spot. Beirut in third. In the Shadow of the Moon in fourth. The Ninth Gate in fifth. Let's start at the bottom. So at the end, we can say... Now we're here. Now we are here. Now my whole team fucking here.